Berkshire Football Stories podcast is sponsored by the Curious Academy, a skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills bootcamp and data analytics training in Reading. The Curious Academy is all about you and creating positive outcomes, whether that is finding a career, starting a business or just walking away feeling much more confident about life. Their programs are designed for people who have lost their way a bit and are looking to change their futures, maybe rebuild their confidence or be pushed slightly out of their comfort zone in a safe and friendly environment. Group sizes are small to ensure everyone has an opportunity to get involved. The Curious Academy delivers inspirational and fun programs designed to help people wanting to improve their skills, whatever their background. You can find out more at www.thecuriousacademy.co.uk. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by Ticket Pass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast. Me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tyshurst. Hello, hello. The original three back together again. I'm not <laughs> sure when the last time we did a uh, uh, three this way for it was, but it's been a little while, I think. Or was it the last one? I don't know. Anyway, how have you both been since we last were on the pod together? All uh, right. On, yeah. Yeah, all right. It's, um, it's, it's been all right. Uh, I've, not been to any games, but uh, that's my <laughs> own things. I've cemented in the garden. I've done lots of cementing, so um, the bar area is coming along. Very so I'll good. never have to leave the house again. Very <laughs> good. The podcast studio slash bar area. Yes. <laughs> when what I when in the summer, need? when in the summer, I'm sat out there podcasting from my garden. Then yeah, <laughs> sounds great. What about you, Abby? Uh, no, you've been to a couple of games. Um, <laughs> We might be talking about soon in the uh, in the since we spoke last. But uh, how have you been in general? Yes, good, busy, crazy busy. Mm-hmm. Um, business end of the season. Let's get the cliches in early. So yes, madness at the moment everywhere. Yeah, no, we just had like a super busy weekend at the race course, which is great. Actually, we hosted the under 18s build with Gosling Bucks and Bucks final on Friday. We had non-league day on Saturday. We had women and girls day on Sunday. So um, I probably should have moved in for the weekend, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, good. Thank you. How about yourself? How have you been? Oh yeah, I've been all right. I get to a few games here and there and uh, uh, see a lot of different teams. So, uh, um, you know, I know obviously you're, uh, mainly focused on one side, Abby, and Tom, you're mainly focused on cementing your garden. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I managed to get around a little bit and see a few teams. So uh, yeah, I've got the broad knowledge without being specialist on any subject. So you're in safe hands, dear listener. <laughs> uh, but the first team we are going to talk about today is uh, Bracknell Town. In a season of... Uh, what seemed to be defining fixtures. We, they had perhaps another one on Monday night when they faced uh, MK Dons at home in the 
Parks and Bucks Senior Cup, or it should have been at home, but for a late venue change, moving them to uh, Beaconsfield uh, as the bottom meadow pitch wasn't able to host them uh, due to being waterlogged. Um, Bracknell Town ended up victorious 2 1. We'll, we'll progress to the final in, uh, well, we'll come on to the date at a later time, but yeah, we'll progress <laughs> on to the final. Uh, an incredible game, not least uh, because of the result against the side, but also because they played an hour with without a goalkeeper or without a recognised goalkeeper. Ben Harris filling in between the sticks. Uh, he went into goal. Uh, Chris Grace was sent off um, uh, for being uh, bringing down the last uh, the final attacker, and uh, Ben Harris went into goal at this with the scores at one one and. Bracknell came out victorious 2-1 on the night. What an incredible result, Tom. It, it really is. I mean, I, I can say that I was I was there the last time Bracknell beat MK Dons. Um, it was uh, not quite the star-studded Robin side that you had on Monday night, um, but it was a side that did the job nonetheless. Um, I, in that particular game, Roberto Di Matteo was in charge of the MK Dons at the time mm-hmm. and uh, bashed his head on the dugout, as I recall. So um, that was a wonderful moment for, for everyone. Um, but no, yeah, it's a that, it's a brilliant result. It, I, I think I described it as a as a roller coaster. It, it really must have been because it was it was one nil, um, and then it was it was one all from the uh, from the resultant free kick. Ben Harris has come yep. on. Ben um, Harris hadn't yeah he hadn't come on at that point. Ah, had he not? Oh, sorry. No, um, they, he didn't concede the goal, so Ben Harris ah, kept uh, clean. Yes, yeah, so I was. I was deliberately vague in my in my report of that because I couldn't quite see whether that was the case or not. Um, but anyway, yes, it was a return for Chris Grace. Um, it was a return for Kensley Maloney. Um, he's he's back, you know, on a just in case basis, along with a, a couple of dual signed Slough players. Um, so there were there were some returning players. Jordan Esprit also returned, and he got to the winning goal just before half time. And Bracknell also missed a penalty. Um, and I, I've got a bit of interesting uh, knowledge uh, from one of our WhatsApp groupers, um, who uh, WhatsApp groupers Paul Jenkins. That was it. Sorry, I was just looking up the uh, just looking up the name. Um, who highlighted and reminded me and reminded us all that um, the MK Dons goalkeeper on the night was player coach David Martin, uh, who played five games for West Ham United when Lucas Fabianski was injured. Um, he played five games in the Premier League. His first game against Chelsea was a. Uh, clean sheet, um, and he also appeared, uh, I think, over three separate spells on the Champions League squad for Liverpool, albeit he never he got on the bench a few times. Uh, and finally, the bit I didn't put in my article that I wrote on this um, was that he is the son of West Ham legend Alvin Martin. Oh, I see. You also played a season at Leicester as well. Uh, yes, I did see that, but I thought that was so inconsequential that it didn't really. Um, he played for some other, played for other teams as well, Rob. I could list yeah. them all if you want. He won. He won the League One title with Leicester. So uh, yeah, he was our goalkeeper during that one oh, League wow. One uh, title winning season. Ah, so yeah, the gl- the, I was going to say the glory years. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, back to Bracknell. Come on. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> this season keeps on going from strength to strength for um, uh, Abby. They don't seem to be able to. Uh, well, they they. Not only are they now into the final of the Barks and Bucks Cup, having had a great run in the FA Trophy and, and the FA Cup, they're going pretty well in the league as well. You know, outside chance of automatic promotion, although although it, it is, I suppose, an outside chance still, um, Western Supermare still in uh, a pole position. 
Yeah, I think I think to the theme of today's podcast is going to be game games in hand. Yes. <laughs> when we look at all of the the rest of the teams, because yeah, I think that that kind of uh, they've got a game in hand over True, haven't they? And then two in over Western Supermare, so mm-hmm. they're they're chugging along pretty nicely. I don't know. Do, do you think they thought they'd be doing this well at this point in the season, or in the in the league in general at this point? I don't know really. Um, no. But yeah, the nice sort of four-point cushion on Paul Town as well and a free free games in hand over them as well. So they're going pretty well. Um, there's, I can't imagine there's going to be much that will stop them from that sort of that. I think maybe they, I don't know, maybe they are going to go for promotion. Who knows? But um, mm. yeah, like I said, games in hand is what the theme of the, today's podcast is, I think. Yeah, I think Absolutely. that... That game against Truro City, whenever it happens in the future, is probably the key one, isn't it? They yeah. they lost they've lost to them uh, last last week, didn't they? last weekend? Uh, they need to win the away game. Um, the, it, you know, it, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think I think maybe at the start of the season, um, I think possibly all of us said they might, you know, they they might, but I think you know they're probably they're probably sort of more mid table, but yeah. that that's not. That's not come to pass. We were wrong, and or I assume we were. I, I'm pretty sure we suggested perhaps sort of mid table would be, or, or maybe outside chance of the playoffs. But they are very much in the playoffs. And I, I mean, now if they lifted the title, I, I wouldn't say I'd be surprised. Mm. I think uh, you'll recall. Well, you might. You haven't recalled on our first <laughs> no. uh, preview show that I predicted there'd be a title challenge in step three for the uh, Bracknell. So. No, actually, I said promotion, promotion challenge, actually. So I think I'm vindicated in that prediction um, very much so. Uh, I think when the season started, I think I was probably thinking, oh, that might have been a bit ambitious. And I think (laughs) even some of the uh, Bracknell fans probably were saying, you know, look, you know, if we get a decent cup run and a mid-table finish, uh, from what I spoke to a few of them, they they seem to say, you know, that's fine. First season at step three, um, I'd, I'd... I know they played there once before, but um, first season, you know, after promotion to step three, uh, finishing there would would have been yeah. a decent achievement. No, no shame in that whatsoever. But I do know the management was, they're always very ambitious of the owner as well. Very ambitious. They set the target of hitting the playoffs this season. And, uh, well, it seems like it's come to pass. I mean, they're uh, a 10 points clear of Swindon Supermarine who are in, uh, just outside the playoffs. And they've got a couple of games in hand over them as well. They do have some tough fixtures to finish the season, mm. like you've mentioned, Truro. They've still got to play. They've still got to play Swindon. Um, and they've got to play Met Police, home and away, Hayes and Yedding. You know, most of the teams who are around, who are chasing those playoff positions. Um, but, you know, they look pretty, pretty nailed on for the playoffs at the bare minimum. And as we mentioned, you know, could potentially go uh, um, even one better. Although mm. that I think that's still an outside chance, probably. There were there were two there were two major unknowns at the start of the season. You didn't know how strongly Joe Grant was going to come back from his long term injury. Mm. Um, you know, he's come back and he's absolutely flown. He, uh, you know, yeah. he's he's he is fine. But you also didn't know that they were going to get the opportunity to get hold of Ben Harris. Yeah. Um, and they've got a couple of other. They've brought in a couple of other players. You, you know, they've they've brought they've always brought in players from from kind of that, that performed well in in clubs around them, divisions around them. So it's another step up. There's a, there's so maybe there's three unknowns. You know, 
Um, they, they've not conceded many goals. Um, they, you know, they, they've got a really good goal difference. I think they are their goal difference is second only to Western. Mm. So you know they've got they've got a, they've, they've brought a team through that has a lot of those players played combined counties league football, yeah. or Hellenic league level football, and and they've come through. So there's a, there's a bunch of unknowns, and they they just they they just keep they just keep pushing on. So yeah. there we go. Best, best attack in the division, uh, as you mm. mentioned. So uh, you know they've scored six goals more than any other team in the division, and they're uh, they're uh, they played f- fewer games than most teams out there. So you know. Really, really strong there, and the goals spread around as well because mm. uh, they don't have one striker who's sort of heading the tar- uh, charts. Or you have mentioned Joe Grant. Okay, he's he's has been flying, but he hasn't obviously due to coming back from injury. He hasn't played as many games as uh, some of the other strikers in the division. So uh, um, it'll be interesting, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting games to fit in now. Obviously, with this Truro game being cancelled, where's that going to fit into the schedule? Um, and there's a bit of a co- Congestion uh, fixture backlog, and their final in the Bucks and Barks uh, Cup was originally due to be played the uh, the day before the playoffs started. So uh, um, the fixture against Marlow, but I believe Abby, it's been moved now. Is that official or, or not? Uh, I yeah, I think so. I don't know. Okay, Maybe. good. Well, I might I might get fired at this point. Who knows? <laughs> But yeah, as far as I know, it has been moved to a later date, yes. Okay, so hopefully there's no fixture congestion there with the playoffs, should Bracknell need to go through that route. But uh, yeah, we should wait and see. So uh, it looks uh, a a cup final for Bracknell to look forward to, uh, to perhaps cap off what could be a really uh, impressive season and a first season at step three for a little while. Uh, there were some other games in midweek, so that was Monday night's fixture, but we also had a few uh, matches uh, that affected promotion chances for Berkshire sides in lots of other divisions as well. Uh, let's start with Binfield, who um, beat South Park 4-2 at home, uh, just a result that saw them um, take up the last position in the playoffs at uh, step four. They are now just snuck into that uh, fifth position. And they've got a couple of uh, big games coming up as well to try and solidify that. But um, yeah, Binfield started the season like a, 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 a team possessed. They had a bit of a wobble, but now they seem to be sort of stabilising again. And uh, how, how do you feel about their chances um, of getting into those playoffs, Tom? Um, well, I mean, it looks to me like the fifth place is the one that's that's up for grabs and that but that could go to anyone there's um there's a number of teams in there um that would that would probably say um you know we we want that space i, th- I think I, th- I think northwood marlow and walton are probably nailed on um maybe if northwood have a have a little wobble but i think i think it's the, that fifth place is the one that, that that they're all going for and you know you could i suppose you could go down as far as um, you could probably go down as far as 11th. You know, Chips did in 11th on 44 points. Um, Binfield have 52. <sighs> you know, it, it's up for grabs. A little, a little sway. There's there's eight games left. Um, a sway in any direction. You know, some of those teams will start to fall by the wayside. But but it's it's probably realistically it's probably Binfield, Hamworth, or Chelsea. Mm. And that's you know, Hamworth have probably the upper hand because they have a game in hand. But at this stage of the season, you want the points on the board, really, and and so that's a that's a big unknown for them. Um, that game last night was a was one that I thought was like, well, that was plain sailing, three 0 Yeah, Connor, Connor, and George, 
Connor Lynch, um, Connor Holland, and uh, George. I want to say, is it Wis- Wisner Wisner? Um, I, I've, it's a name I wasn't familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. Got on the score sheet, uh, and then suddenly it's in the space of uh, from seventy five minutes in the space of about eight minutes. It's three two, and you're going, oh. Oh dear. yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, uh, and then obviously you know Connor Connor Lynch has to has to you know I think he scored ten goals and he's probably only played about five or six games. He's um he he's an he's been a signing, shall we say? Um, I think he's been out injured for a couple of games, but yeah, um, you know they're scoring goals and and if they're doing that, then and they've given themselves every chance. Uh, I was just I wanted to have just quick look at the uh, the Bloomfield fixtures coming up. Um, they, they they have not got it. We're saying sort of Blacknell haven't got it easy. Binfield haven't got it easy either. Um, they do have Northwood, Marlow, um, Uxbridge, Chipstead, Leatherhead. Though, you know those are all sides that are that are you know they're all, they're all good sides. They have not got an easy mm. easy run in there. So so whatever they can do um, to get to get over that line, I think uh, they'll if they if they hit that playoff spot, they will have thoroughly deserved it. Yeah, because that is tight. Absolutely, yeah. Five games of the season left for them, and yeah, the cliches keep. As Abby started with the cliche, we could say five cup finals. Perhaps I was, I was really aware saying that say, when when we were talking about that. That you know, like it, it basically is cliche season, isn't it? it exactly. It, it's, I was really trying to say, well, if they win all their games, they'll probably do okay. Like, yeah, of course they will. Obviously, it's like they're in in um, when I started working in 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 the media. Uh, however many 15 years ago and you'd you'd have the standard back page headline was uh, manager wants to win next match it's like yeah. <laughs> striker wants to score goal yeah brilliant goalkeeper wants to keep clean sheet fantastic uh, anyway sorry move on move on indeed well um because we've got so much to talk about i'll i'll leave the binfield chat there but like we say uh strong uh, win last night against one of those sides who actually were also chasing that uh, playoff spot and then uh, a few tough games to go. But there was also matches that affected the promotion picture in the combined counties, Premier Division North. Um, Ascot winning away at uh, Chalfont St. Peter and then the two sides closest to them in the table, uh, Reading City and Flackwell Heath going head-to-head at Scours Lane and coming away with a one-all draw. Um, not to feel too smug, though, Abby. That was that the perfect uh, results set of results that you could have hoped for that evening. It was indeed. It was indeed. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much I could say about that, really, is it? Yeah. Um, nice, nice uh, low score as well. One-one. That's good. That, I mean, not. I, I mean, not that kind of goal difference is too much of an issue right now. But like the less goals to score, the better, obviously. Um, and a draw, yeah, ideal for us. Um, just keep, keeps the keeps the train ticking along very nicely for us at Ascot, indeed. Absolutely, Ascot now nine points clear of Reading City in second place with a game in hand. Uh, Flackwell Heath are further uh, four points back, having played another game on top of the Reading of Reading City. Uh, Egham Town are also in the mix as well. There. Uh, well, they're 15 points behind Ascot, uh, but having played the same number of games, so maybe they're coming more into contention for the uh, for the second place uh, and the playoff with the step above. But uh, yeah, only a one nil against um, Chelsea St Peter. Get the job done, brilliant. Uh, I mean, big game coming up at the weekend that we're going to talk about in the second half. Nothing, uh, nothing fancy. No injuries to report or anything like that. Everyone get through unscathed. 
how are the how are the team looking going into the uh, weekend? Yes, as far as I know, um, I wasn't there last night, so yeah. <laughs> I tell you to be honest, I don't know. We could have reams of injuries, as far as I know, oh, but I um, yeah, of course. Uh, no, I think we're looking all right as we go into the weekend. Yeah, very good indeed. Rob, shall I turn host to ask you about Reading City? Oh, you can do if you want. Yes. Well, um, you, well you were at the game last night, and I felt like yes. looking at looking very much at the table. I think I think it's Ascot's <clears throat> title, and Reading have got second. I think that result last night, uh, Reading just didn't need to lose last night. Yeah. That seemed and so, how how did what was the what was the what was the feeling of the game? I know you posted a couple of things in our in our mm-hmm. little group that were that amused me um, yeah. greatly. So it, it was a, it was a blood and thunder proper proper football match. Oh, it's just a very good game, actually, between two decent sides. Um, Flackwell started and finished both halves very well, and Reading probably had the the middle part of both halves um, uh, in a sort of weird coincidence there. But uh, yeah, they, I think Reading would maybe be slightly uh, less satisfied with the result out of the two, based on the balance of play rather than anything to do with the league positions. They, when Flackwell equalised, I think there was a little bit harsh on Reading. They had a few good chances, um, but had hadn't taken them. Um, whereas Flackwell had also had one or two as well. But uh, Reading were probably the better side at the point of Flackwell's equaliser going in in the second half. Uh, but I mean, it was fairly even from that point. And you know, Flackwell coming away uh, from home and getting a point at the team second in the division is nothing to be sniffed at. Um, lots of familiar faces in the Flackwell side, obviously, as you'd expect. Mark Nisbet uh, captioning them. Um, from centre back, and then a couple of uh, familiar faces such as uh, Alan Ackerman, who Hollyport fans will remember, and uh, Fabian Driffle as well came on in the second oh. half. Um, Aidan Higgs as well from Ascot, uh, who uh, who was playing with them a couple of seasons ago or last season maybe. Um, but yeah, Reading also looked very good. I thought uh, Phil uh, Veal at the back was was pretty immense, really helping them um, dealing with pretty much everything that came their way. And uh, they look dangerous going forward as well. Um, real sort of uh, competitive game and two decent sides for the level. This, the pitch was a little bit heavy, but they um, they dealt with the conditions well. And I thought it was a really enjoyable game. 1-1 and uh, <clears throat> yeah, a very decent night out for me. Excellent. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously at the bottom of the table, at the other end, uh, things changed a little bit without Windsor kicking a ball. Uh, mm. Windsor have dropped to bottom. Oxyjets won their uh, sixth game of the season. Um, it's not looking good, is it? No. The bottom two there uh, yeah. going down. And uh, uh, Wokingham would also be looking over their shoulders. Uh, Oxy got two games in hand. Or well, Oxy and Windsor, both with two games in hand over Wokingham. Windsor on 21 points, Oxy on 22, and uh, Wokingham on 23. So those three teams really in the in the mix for the uh, those places. Uh, Oxy have had a big turnaround. Uh, I don't know much about what's happened there, but they were they looked dead and buried and, uh, a few months ago, and now now seem to be progressing up the table. I'm planning on going to see them against uh, Wallingford on Tuesday, so that should uh, should be able to give a bit more insight at that point. But uh, yeah, Windsor really been struggling for results for a long time now, and uh, bottom of the table. Can you see them uh, getting off there and getting away from that at any point? They need something to turn the the fortunes yeah. around because at the moment they're just drifting, drifting it, into step six. 
it's it's the bit where like we were talking about um games in hand you know at the top of the table being being quite a useful thing i don't i'm not i don't think games in hand at the bottom of the table really really help because mm. there's uh, there's always the assumption with games in hand that you'll win them and mm. at the other end of the table um games in hand you know who knows like both oxy and windsor have won 12 games between them all season mm. um you know it's a, you know i i know mick woodham he's a he's a he's a you know he's a he's a good guy he knows how to get football teams to play and he knows how to he knows how to get players and he knows how to get players going um on on minimal budgets but it's not worked out at the moment has it no not at all i mean i would say for oxy they won their last two games and uh you know their form from the turn of the year um has been much much better than their form before that uh sit i think at least four, if not maybe five of those wins have come since Christmas. So, uh, um, so you know, they're, they've certainly turned a corner. Uh, and yeah. so perhaps the games they've had are a bit more important to them than uh, uh, Windsor and uh, Wokingham for their points tally. I'd be worried if I was a supporter of both of those, either of those Berkshire sides at the moment, yeah. how Oxy is, uh, have progressed over the um, recent weeks. It's um, it, it's a it's a strange one because having having followed a team that was relegated from the combined counties league a few from the combined well from the step five to step six a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, you know it, used, it strikes you as being the worst thing in the world as as you know as we been, but but the reality was actually it was it was it was it was you know it wasn't good but it was it was all right it gave gave the team a chance to reset it gave the club a chance to reset and um, you know it it it, it allowed you know some some mistakes to be made it allowed a different you know different players to come in players who who perhaps you know a different just a different type of player less kind of kind of press although there's a pressure to go straight back up you know there was almost just a little bit of a little bit of less pressure um because people weren't you know the eyes weren't on you as much and and so it wasn't the end of the world but having having said that knowing knowing some of the Windsor fans knowing where Windsor have been you know if anybody follows the excellent historical um, Twitter and Facebook account uh, wearing the red and green, um, who we've spoken to on a number of occasions. You know, Windsor are a club with a with a with a big big history, and and to be bottom of that, that's that's really going to hurt. And I don't think me saying what I've just said about you know it's not that bad, it's all right. Um, you know, they they will, they will whilst it's whilst Division One is no longer kind of half good ground, half park pitches anymore. It's still gonna be like a like a it'll, that will still be a dagger through the heart and and mm. um you know they'll they'll feel they'll be feeling it and and it's just it, I, I really feel for them but the team has got to turn it around Mick's got to turn it around and and get them back up the table because um, Windsor as a football club and I know this doesn't matter I know it's about what football is played on the pitch but Windsor should not be bottom of the combined counties league Premier Division North no. Absolutely not. Well, um, we'll move away from the uh, step five and actually look down at the combined counties division. Um, sorry, combined counties division one, because there was also uh, some midweek action in that division that um, affected the uh, promotion picture. Um, one big game being postponed: Sandhurst versus uh, Deportivo Galicia. Sandhurst currently seventh, uh, with fourteen games left to play this season. Um, 
how how they're going to do that without the ex- uh, season being ex- extended, I have no idea. And Deportivo Galicia, top of the division at the moment. So that was going to be a huge game. Sandhurst still, I mean, they're 10 points off top, but as we say, 14 games left to go and, and seven in hand over Deportivo Galicia. So, you know, huge number of points to play for. But um, their, uh, well, their, their delay and their um, trivial uh, uh, trials and tribulations play into the hands of Barks County. Because Barks County uh, won away at Cove, 4-0, and that win moves them up into second place, just one point behind Deportivo Galicia, with a game in hand over the team above them. Uh, pretty pretty exciting little uh, uh, title race we've got there, Abby. Yeah, I um, I think as well, so last time we talked about how there's teams who are struggling with like strikers who are in form, Whereas Barts County seem to have three or four who are just <laughs> hanging in goals for fun, left, right, and centre. So, um, yeah, goals in abundance for them. So it's definitely a really exciting um, time for them. And I think, yep, another another one with a game in hand as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> and two, uh, like a game in hand. Uh, um, oh, actually, they're like well, only a game in hand over uh, London Samurais by one. But yeah, um, yeah, they just. There, there doesn't seem to be much they're doing wrong really right now, um, and I think Deportivo will probably be like looking over their shoulders really at them at this point. That, that one point difference is not a lot at all. So no. Um, yeah, no, I do. I feel like a couple of weeks ago. Sorry to cut you off, Abby. I feel like no. a couple of weeks ago we perhaps dismissed Barks County's title credentials mm. as well. You know, playoffs because I think they were fifth, and it looked like they had a bit of ground to cover. Whereas actually, they could win the division. <laughs> yeah, the title race in this division has been incredible. We, we, we yeah. at one point it looked like it was all about Sandhurst. Um, yeah. I mean, they've still got, like you say, loads of games in hand. But at some point, those games are going to become. It, probably at this point, they're going to become a massive burden rather than. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's too many. Eight. It's too many. Yeah, exactly. Like three or four times a week is going to be really tough. Then um, Langley emerged, and they. Um, we thought it was going to be a title race between those two. Then uh, both of those, well, Sandhurst had their continued postponements and Lagley maybe uh, dropped a few points here and there and Deportivo Galicia came through. And uh, yeah, all this time, uh, Barks County were in and around the playoffs, looking good for a playoff position. Uh, maybe losing the occasional game and thinking, oh, they're not going to make that push on. But now they have, you know, they've taken advantage of the, um, the troubles that other teams have had and kept consistent and moved up into that second place uh best goal difference well no not best goal second best goal difference in the league as well so you know looking good with that statistic and uh they're lagly are the uh behind them with uh three points behind them with a game in hand now but um you know Barks County, eight games left to play. That's much more manageable than yeah. like we're talking about the fourteen or the that some teams have to play or the thirteen yeah. that West Side have to play or eleven from Bedford, the other contenders for those positions. So it's it's looking good for them. Just to just to illustrate, and and I appreciate this is kind of live reading off the internet, but just to just to illustrate why I think because there might be some people from Sanders going, well, why can't we do it? Well, yeah, you know, and 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 that you know, fourteen games is fourteen games. But I'm just just for example, I'm looking at Barks County's fixtures, and they've got a lovely little break from the 29th till the 29th of March till the 4th of April, 
And then they basically play every two to three days. They play on the 4th, the 6th, the 8th, the 10th, the 13th, the 15th, the 18th, and then the 22nd. And that's only eight games. Mm. Is, it, is it nine games? Eight games. That's only eight games. But they've got to fit those in. Sanders have got double that. And, mm. you know, I'm looking at that going, Bart's County could win the league. But also, they're going to have to manage their workload incredibly. There will be unavailability as well. Players yeah. just won't be able to put players that work in different places. You know, if it was me and I've been sent off to work in the north of England for, for a week, I will miss three games. I'm saying I'm not playing for Bucks County. They're they're quite they're quite good by the, by all accounts. Um, but that that's that's as you said, Rob. That's where Sandhurst's game now become a burden, and and you almost you, like you can't write them off from winning the title. But you've got to say it's between Deportivo and Bucks County, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah. Like I say, the game the season's supposed to finish on the 22nd of April. Uh, in this, so yeah, yeah. that's basically just over what. Just over three weeks away, and and uh, Sandhurst have got fourteen <laughs> games to fit into yeah. just over three yeah. weeks. Um, it can be extended to the end of April, but currently that is that is the limit. Uh, there is no there's no way you can get any more. But even if it's extended to the end of April, we're talking four weeks, four and a half weeks from recording. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Sandhurst have got a game this week. I'm not sure that they have um, uh, until the weekend. Uh, oh, oh, they're playing tonight. They're away. Uh, Rising Ballers, Kingston. Okay, so they'll get hopefully get one more game in tonight, yeah. but um, or uh, tomorrow think, night. Yeah. But, no, and, sorry, going on. The other thing to think about as well is that half of those games are supposed to be home games as well. Mm. That's where their issue is right now. It's just that the pitch is not coping with yeah. the amount of football being played on it. So you'd be surprised if you didn't see more postponements. I mean, it's, it's something historically that's not a surprise. Yeah, that's why they're looking to uh, put a artificial pitch in there over the summer. But uh, but yeah, trouble trouble for Sandhurst Town. I mean, hopefully they can complete all their fixtures in a timely fashion, and they can, you know, if they do, they may well be involved in this title picture, uh, picture. Sorry, but um, yeah, at the moment it looks like it might be a real burden if they're having to play every two days essentially to get their fixtures in. So, uh, yeah, one to keep an eye on, and but what a what a title race in general. That's uh, uh, pretty pretty special. Uh, so, make sure you uh, keep an eye on the combined counties Div One, and uh, the, it will be an exciting end to the season. Uh, right before we go into our break, Abby, we've got some reasonably positive Reading women's uh, news to talk about. A draw at the weekend, and uh, in a game, well, a game that certainly was must not lose uh, to come back from two 0 down uh, and get a two all draw. Reasonably happy with that one. Uh, yes, I am. I'm just um, there's lots of talk around being comeback queens. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Does it does it come does it count for a comeback if you still draw? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. Is it in a tight sure. in a game like that? Yeah, I'm not sure how many times we've actually come back this season as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I mean, if that's the narrative we're going for, then uh, there we go. Um, although I'm not sure I enjoy many reading narratives. Sometimes I think they're questionable, but that's a whole other topic to discuss. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, 
I think it's probably quite apt that we're talking about uh, comeback and both goals being scored by Emma Harries because it is her 21st birthday today. So happy birthday to Emma. Um, yeah. Happy birthday, Emma. <clears throat> Two sensational goals. That second header as well was delightful. Um, am I entirely happy with that? I feel like we needed those three points. The fact that we only got one means we're still not quite in the clear. Um, I'm still nervy, so um, we're still not out of the danger zone just yet. Um, So a point is better than none, but I would have liked the three, to be honest. So, yeah. I mean, that's another cliche, isn't it? We're just cliche sense at the moment. Love it. (laughs) And uh, to add another one, a big six-pointer this weekend as you play away at Leicester City. So having said that, going into that game, if Reading avoid defeat, then you've got to be looking reasonably happy uh, towards the end of the season. And to, reasonably happy in terms of survival, if if that's the goal at this point, which probably is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I don't think it could be anything but that, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think, well, yeah, those that's, yeah, those three points. I actually think as well, so I think it's Everton next as well. And I they're they're on a little bit of a goal drought at the moment. They haven't scored in five games. So mm. or, actually, no, they drew one all. So they've scored one in five. So I think we need to capitalise on that as well. But then my, I don't maybe maybe Emma scoring two at the weekend is what she needed to get the season going. Although I would have maybe liked it to be a little bit sooner, but <laughs> Maybe that that was the catalyst um, coming back from two 0 down to score two and two great goals as well. Is that that's what she needed to get herself going? And now she's going to bang in ten for the rest of the season. Maybe who knows? There we go. Yeah. So Reading currently four points clear of uh, Leicester, who are bottom, and then Brighton sandwiched in between the two. So Reading on eleven points, uh, Brighton on nine, and Leicester on seven. So like you say, avoid defeat at the weekend. You're four points clear uh, from the drop zone with, uh, well, what will that be? Are the five games to go? So Yeah, um, yeah five, six but, games. Yeah, so... Not easy after that either. <laughs> no, I mean, you can sort of, you know, ratchet it ratchet down the nerves a little bit if you avoid defeat at the weekend. So a big game for Reading nonetheless. Um, yeah. Uh, any... Any further bits and bobs before we go into the break? Nope. I think that's it for me. My usual dreary discussion of Reading is over for another episode. <laughs> well, hopefully next week you'll have a little bit more to shout about. Uh, well, from your point of view anyway. <laughs> good, good. So uh, that wrap, about wraps it up for part one. Uh, join us again in part two, where we'll be looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures with one pretty notable one to kick us off there. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by TicketPass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by the Curious Academy, skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills boot camps, and data analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk. 
Thank you. And welcome back to part two, where we'll be looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures. And where better to start than uh, a pretty massive game over in Wiltshire. Corsham Town versus Ascot United in the semi-final of the FA Vars. Abby, how are you feeling, nerves-wise? Even you saying that out loud made me nervous already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, no, I, it's, there's there's too many emotions. I just can't, like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, it's whatever happens, we've made club history. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's nerve-wracking. Yeah, just every, all the emotions, all the emotions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's been a, like we've spoken about many times on the pod already. What an incredible run it's been. Um, Ascot being drawn away quite regularly, having to do a lot of uh, travelling. Uh, it seems to be a theme with uh, Berkshire sides going well in the uh, the Vars is that we play a lot of away days, and uh, this is no different down in Corsham Town. How do you feel about the fixture in general? I mean, the quarterfinals were so close, or every single quarterfinal being decided on penalties. Like, do you, uh, how are you feeling about the opponents? Have you seen much of them yet? I'll be honest, I've seen nothing of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> we know very little about them, really, generally. Um, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a big one again, just in terms of so they're expecting a big crowd. I think there's going to be around, I think, 1,200 possibly, a little bit more. I'm not sure how they've gone with their capacity. But, um, yeah, and obviously they're the home side. So it's going to be a lot. I think that's going to be a record crowd for them as well. So, um, yeah, it's a lot for our boys to to deal with. But um, another cliche incoming, one game at a time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I think last time we talked about FA Vars as well, I talked about how we'd gone into the game having won in the week as well. So I think winning last night is going to put the boys in a good headspace as well. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at really at this point. So. As a bit of context, for in case everyone anyone doesn't know, Corsham are uh, Hellenic Premier Division sides. They're currently fourth in the Hellenic Premier. Uh, they've got quite a few games in hand over the teams above them, probably due to this FA Vars run. Uh, but they're uh, they're currently on sixty six points after twenty nine games. Um, Cribs are top of the division. A team you beat uh, was it in this competition or was it in the FA Cup, Abby? Uh, earlier in the season, that was in the FA Cup. Yeah, it was in the FA Cup. I thought yeah. so. So, Cribs are leading the way, uh, and they're 22 <laughs> points ahead of Corsham Town. So, um, perhaps Corsham's Towns, uh, Corsham do have five games in hand, but still, I think uh, uh, perhaps chances of automatic promotion to the um, uh, level above this season might be fading a little bit. And actually, Malvern Town are uh, in second, and they're 17 points ahead of. Um, uh, Corsham Town again. Corsham have five games in hand, so perhaps an outside chance of uh, uh, getting into the playoffs there, the second place playoff. Uh, so, but uh, they what a uh, Mangotsfield United three 0 at the weekend. They're in good form as well. Um, so it's really hard to pick a winner on this one. You've got to say by the time you get to this stage of the in the competition, Tom, it, it's you could it's a toss of a coin almost, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if they all if both semi finals ended up in penalty shootouts, no one would be surprised, would they? Um, can, can we not? <laughs> well, 
I mean, look at, look at how many penalty shootouts Binfield went through to get to the final a couple of years ago. Was it four or was it five? But there was there was a lot. It's just when you like like you already said, Rob. That, you know, once you get to this this stage, um, it's a toss of a coin, isn't it? Really, it's like it's almost like I hate to say it, one mistake is is all it takes. The odd goal here, one bit of magic, one little mistake, something like that. That's all it. That's all it takes. I mean. Yeah, you know, do do we all want do we all want a a Barks and Bucks final? That's what we want, isn't it? Um, <laughs> at, at Wembley, um, the entire counties of Berkshire and Buckinghamshire, Buckinghamshire emptying to head over across to London, a short hop to London. That's that's what we all want. Um, we shall see if we get it. I guess. Um, you know, to, to me, but if you go purely on league position, Ascot are the favourites. Will they do it? I have no idea. <laughs> I bought a lottery ticket last weekend and I got no numbers. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> got nothing more to add. Mystic, Mystic Canning is probably yeah. not uh, not the one to think, oh, uh, talk to this. But just in case people didn't uh, know, the other semi final is Congleton Town against Newport Pagnell Town. So the Barks and Bucks final. Tom's hoping for is uh, Ascot United versus Newport Pagnell Town. Newport Pagnell. Being the current holders of the FA Vars as well, yes. so uh, that would be quite an occasion. But before we look too far ahead, I mean, it, it's hard to it's hard to sort of uh, look uh, ahead to the final of these games sometimes because they're such big fixtures, and you just don't want to um, you don't want to say anything just out of turn or 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 uh, or put any you know people get superstitious about these things or I'm know. so superstitious I just yeah people keep t- telling me about odds and things like that I'm like no, don't know what you're talking about no idea yeah <laughs> but it is incredible uh, incredible achievement just to get to the semi-final but I mean I think Ascot certainly have the capability we're talking about even games here Ascot certainly have the t- uh, capability of uh going to Congleton and winning. They've won away at, at a lot of the previous rounds and, uh, you know, they've got the squad to do it. So if anyone can, then I'm sure Ascot can. And, uh, yeah, I'll be in attendance. So I'm looking forward very much to that one. Are you doing uh, commentary, Rob? Uh, it's not 100% confirmed, but we're hopeful. <laughs> yeah, Lovely. we haven't received approval from Con- uh, from the uh, uh, from Caution yet. So uh, okay. I am, um, yeah, we're hopeful. Hey, Abby. We are indeed. We are indeed. Abby's Lovely. been doing loads of work for us, so thank you very much, Abby, to you know get this on. So uh, yes, I'd imagine you're having quite a busy week being the media person. Just a little, just a little. Very good indeed. Um, well, we'll leave the FA Vars chat there. I'm sure it'll be a big feature of our chat next week uh, when we come back to talk about that. But. Uh, Abby, there are a few other uh, finals that are actually happening. If people can't make it over to uh, um, Wiltshire, there's uh, some other um, action at Ascot that uh, they could get involved in. <laughs> Not this weekend, though, sadly, I'm afraid. Um... Oh, I've read the wrong date. Okay, <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, no, but I did just want to highlight that. So we, Ascot, have had the, the honour, the privilege of hosting six uh, Bucks and Bucks county finals um, this season, we've we're halfway there. We've ticked off three. Um, so we had the, um, as I said, the Bill Gosling final on Friday night. Uh, Beckham's won that, um, <clears throat> and then we had a, a 
a double header on Saturday uh, morning and the Under 12s Youth Cup, which our very own Under 12s Youth uh, team sadly lost out to Bracknell Town. Um, but we did have a little bit of victory. So, congratulations to our Under 12 girls, Crystals. Um, they took the game to penalties against Didcot Town, which was um, stressful to watch. But, um, <laughs> some sensational penalties, though. Uh, they could give a few uh, senior men's teams a run for their money, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to our Crystals. Um, but, yeah, so three of the three of the six um, complete there. And we're also hosting uh, the men's and women's uh, trophy finals on Sunday, the 23rd of April. That's a double header as well. Um, so we don't know the who the final uh, teams are for the men's yet. Well, actually, no. Wendover Legion adults are one of them, um, but uh, one uh, one hundred sixteen, one one six. I don't actually know how you say their name. One one six exiles FC. They're the current holders. They're still to play Sing Sabaslau. Um, so we're waiting on that. And then um, women's game follows afterwards, and that's Wargrave versus Tarhurst Panthers. So, yeah, there's a little double header there if anybody wants to join us on the 25th of April. And then the big one, which you mentioned previously earlier, uh, is the Men's Senior Cup final. Um, and that is due to be played on Tuesday, the 9th of May. Uh, that will be Bratton Town and Marlow. So that should be an exciting one. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a plug for Ascot here. If you head over to our website, all the information for times, admissions, stuff like that is there. Um, I would be very grateful for the clicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so like I said, just very honoured and privileged that Bucks and Bucks have chosen Ascot for so many finals. Um, it's great to have lots of teams who wouldn't normally play at the race course joining us. That's um, good for the Ascot Football Stories podcast, that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Very good indeed. Okay, so before we step away, it's probably be good to pick out a few games to watch this weekend. If you're unable to make it down to uh, Wiltshire for the big game uh, coming up, we should probably just look ahead and give a few tips on games that we can watch uh, in and around Berkshire. So, uh, Tom, do you want to kick us off? Uh, If you're... Not able to get down to caution. Which game uh, takes your eye? Do you know what? Uh, from around here, I think I am fascinated with how Virginia Water have been doing this season. They are <laughs> playing at Stag Meadow on Saturday, and they are playing a resurgent Oxy Jets. So I think that might be the one I would go for. Virginia Water, something we didn't mention in midweek, getting uh, beating Step Four side Leatherhead in the Southern quarterfinals of the Southern Combination Cup. So they're getting through, got through that after a two-all draw uh, on uh, through there. So on good form, Virginia Water, and like you say, a nice one to pick out there. Um, Virginia Water Oxyjets at Stag Meadow. Uh, Abby, what did you pick out one? For us, uh, I think I'm going to go for the Binfield Northwood game. Yes, mm. big game that. Absolutely. Binfield, um, a very tricky game. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, Binfield just inside that playoff position now, a win would really consolidate that and help them out. Uh, Perhaps Thatcham can help them out when they play Chertsey Town, another one of the teams competing for that playoff position. So two big games in the Isthmian League South Central there. Uh, And the one I'd pick uh, would be perhaps Hungerford Town versus Bath City. Not quite a local derby, but pretty close. Um, uh, Hungerford sort of uh, one, one, two on the bounce, lost at the weekend to Tombridge Angels in a 4 3 classic uh, thriller. They're scoring goals now. As we mentioned, we had Robbie on here a few weeks ago, and he was mentioning that 
Hungerford Town's real problem was they didn't score goals. Well, they're scoring them now, and hopefully they can get another result against Bath City because games are running out for them. They need to uh, they need to turn around the deficit. They're four point. They're sorry, five points from safety with. Oh, I think it's about eight games to go. So now or never, really, for Hungerford. So get down to Bullpit Lane and support them against Bath City. Uh, shall we uh, take a look at the Sunday fixtures as well? Anything else yeah, that I've, sort of I've jumps out at you? I've got one Go for, for Sunday, um, and I'm just—I was just going to try and confirm this, but it looks like if you head over to Wargrave, you may well get a double header because it looks like there's a two o'clock Wargrave v Hadnam, and then a two thirty Hadnam v Wargrave. I'm not sure if that is correct or whether our fixture uh, <laughs> computer has has accidentally pulled the wrong thing in, or whether the fixture has just been reversed. But it would suggest to me that there is a double header going on. I think there's a few teams who have already played double headers in recent weeks. So I think running out of season for lots of women's teams and there's still quite a few games to play. So I think that is probably more than likely that is a double header. It does. It does. uh, Yeah. So uh, yes, I I think that's, that's what it looks like. What's the week? What is it the weekend? It's the Second. uh, second. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, the fixed. Oh, that's the result, right? Sorry. Okay. Uh, sorry. Apologies. I was, looking, I was looking at the wrong thing. Shockingly. Um, so yes, it, it does look like there is a a double header going on. So that might well be that. If you want two lots of football, we used to do that quite a lot in Sunday league. You'd play sort of an hour. You'd play kind of two hours instead of um, instead of ninety minutes, and and you'd split it. You'd cut it in half, and then if you were struggling to get the games in, um, so that's a that's a good that's a good way of doing it, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, good. Uh, does is... that count as two appearances? I presume it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does yeah, definitely. Fixes, yeah. Well, I definitely played in a double header for S4K, and I've got my appearances in for sure. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. All right, Abby, have you got another game you want to pick out? Uh, yes, I am going to head all the way to Division Three West in the Thames Valley. Um, it's not a headliner as such, but uh, Newbury, who are bottom of the table right now, um, are playing Thatcher and Newbury Ladies White. Um, Thatcher and Newbury Ladies White are seventh, and Newbury are ninth, yet to win a game. But they do have a draw to their name, and it was when they played Thatcher and Newbury White earlier on in the season. So I reckon they're probably thinking they could do a number on them and finally get, get some points on the board. Well, they've got a point on the board, but... I think they'd probably think we could get a win out of that potentially because um, they'll be looking to avoid relegation possibly. Although I'm, I think it's probably more than likely they're running swiftly running out of games. But yeah, I think that might be might be a feisty one that one. So yeah, I'm heading to the bottom of the table of Division Three West in the Thames Valley. Very good indeed. Well, I will just pick out uh, perhaps the team we should have mentioned uh, more recently because they're. They're league champions. Uh, Wallingford and Crowmarsh ladies are playing at home to Somerton uh, Stars AFC ladies. Uh, Wallingford and uh, Crowmarsh have secured the division titles. They are the uh, Thames Valley Counties Women's Football League Division 3 West champions for this season. And uh, they have still have two more games to play. And uh, one of them is at home to Somerton Stars this weekend. So if you want to go see a, a championship winning side, you can get down to uh, Wallingford and Crowmarsh on Sunday. 
Right. Any other business, lady and gents, before we uh, uh, wrap this up? No, nope, just like the others. Up the yellows, indeed, yeah. Blank faces looking back up the yellows. You can tell the nerves are already affecting us on the podcast, so uh, uh, you can only imagine what it's going to be like come three, uh, five to three on Saturday. It's uh, going to be a big weekend, so uh, we will leave you to look forward to that. Um, we will also say, for any of our content, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram that I've never been on. And uh, you can just go to www.footballembarkshirt.co.uk for all our content there. Uh, anything I missed out there, Tom? You're looking at me like I, with a glint in the your No, eyes. I just enjoy you going through a list of things that you don't quite understand. Um, you <laughs> age yourself every time. All I will say is that some of those channels get updated more, more often than others. I age myself. How dare you? I understand them all. I just... Choose not to engage with someone. Oh, it's an act, I see. Yes. <laughs> i got my finger on the pulse, don't worry. But uh, anyway, we'll leave you there. Thank you very much for listening. And all that's left to say is thank you very much to Tom Canning for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you very much to Abby Tyshurst. Thanks for having me. And we will speak to you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Abby Tyshurst and Tom Canning. It was produced by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camera from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. You can find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, YouTube, and at www.footballinbarkshire.co.uk. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by TicketPass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by the Curious Academy, skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills boot camps, and data analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk.